Man, who am I waiting on here now? We live, we ready, mics on and everything. If you've got your Bibles this morning, you can turn to Luke, the 17th chapter and the 11th verse. And I want to tell you now, it's a little bit tougher up here preaching and I ain't got a whole lot of folks to help you along and, and do, but we prayed for the anointing. Thank you for praying for the preacher today that, uh, that God would be with us, that we'd be able to bring, bring a word. And we are so grateful for the things that God has done for us, the time he's answered, answered prayers. And I thank God that he's a God that don't never leave us nor forsake us. The Bible said he'll be a very present help in our time of trouble. Let me just say a quick word of prayer before I start. Lord, I, I thank you. I thank you for our worship time. I thank you how we've sang them songs. And Lord, I pray that your word will go forth today. And God, that it would maybe pierce or quicken a heart that we could just see, God, that we need you. I love that song, said, Lord, I need thee. Oh, Lord, I need thee. Oh, bless me, Lord, uh, my Savior. I come to thee. Lord, we cannot do without you. And we thank you that you're on our side, and we thank you that you loved us. When we was yet unlovely, you, you bled and died on the cross for our sins. Lord, you anoint your word today, and I pray your blessings upon the preaching. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. These verses that we're reading today is about uh, ten men that had a leprosy. They, this gives an account of the cure of them men that had leprosy. And I hope that you're going to enjoy the Word today and how God's going to use it in different ways in your life. And, uh, and let me just read these scriptures as Jesus. It's mighty funny that when Jesus uh, saved me, I, I wasn't looking for him. I, I wasn't. He was looking for me. And that's going to be the same situation that these 10 men that had leprosy, they didn't have a clue that Jesus was coming, and so Jesus came to them. Let me read these verses, Luke 17, 11 through 19. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered to a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And he lifted... And, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when, he, and when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, if I had a crowd this morning, I would say one of them. And one of them, which saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. And fell down on his face and at his feet, and giving thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? They are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. In the last verse, he said to this one man, and he said to them, Arise and go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Maybe the question I was asked today is, how bad is leprosy? How, how bad it was? We think about being in the middle of this virus that we've got. We think about how people are quarantined, and uh, maybe if they just tested for it, they have to be quarantined. We think about how, well, you know, we can't go and do the things that we, that we did. And I, I, I just thank God gave me this word today to apply that the time that we're living in. 
I believe that's what he does with preachers that are called by God. I believe he'll give them a word, a word. And I didn't know when God went to deal with my heart where exactly I was going to be preaching from as early as yesterday. But as the day kind of went on, I kind of thinking that I would be here because it can truly to relate to where we are. These 10 men couldn't go around uh, uh, anyone else. They couldn't be around anyone else. They could be around each other because they all had the same, same thing, this terrible, terrible leprosy. I did some reading on that and, and realized, I think it was of the Jews, that uh, this was caused maybe uh, from maybe the Lord uh, for a certain sin maybe they had committed. I don't know. But when I get to think about how bad it was, how awful it was, I get to think about it. it was so awful that just like the sin that we have in our hearts, the money couldn't buy it. The doctors couldn't fix it. Like the woman that had the issue of blood, she had, she had spent all of her money. She had been all of the doctors that she could go to, and she, she couldn't find any help. And finally, she said in of herself, she said, if I could just press my way, if I could just get to where Jesus is, she, she knew that nothing that man was ever going to come up with could help her, cure her for her problem with that issue of blood. So it is with these men of leprosy. There was no help for them. There was no cure for them. There was, she just wrapped herself up. And I, I can remember, I can imagine how things, I, I get to think about the only thing that I could compare to is leprosy. I know that you would have swords. I know there would be all kind of stuff coming, coming out. And I think about being around cattle with my dad. Remember that cow had that lump jaw they called in. I remember the day he gave me a little old knife. He kept a little old knife in his pocket. And he said, son, I want you to stick that in there just a little bit and, and, and so, that, so that can come out. And when I did that, I remember that when I stuck it in there, it, it got all over me. And it was a bad, bad smell. And I was like, I, I can remember being a young, young guy. And, and I was like, man, I can't believe that. Daddy thought it was kind of funny, really, as I was making a big deal out of it. But it was all, I couldn't wait to get it washed off of me. And he laughed about it a long time. He said, get, get Eddie Glenn to tell you about what happened to him the other day. And uh, how did I know that one day that I would be preaching down in time about these lepers? about how probably it would be if, they, if you could really see what they are, if they could take off just what was around their face and what was on their body, it would probably be saying, oh, man, this is, this is horrible. But it was so horrible. It was so horrible. It was so horrible like our sins that we have when we came to Jesus. We still have sin, but our sins have been forgiven, praise God. The ones that we have and the ones that we commit now, they've been uh, uh, forgiven. The Bible said they've been buried as far as the east is from the west. They won't never be brought to remembrance again. You're talking about a good God. It'll never be a time that, that God will ever come and say, do you remember when you done wrong? They've been buried. They, we, the Bible said we of saints of God, listen to me, we have been sealed until the day of redemption. And when we stand before a holy father, you can say, what makes you better than anyone else? Brothers and sisters, this morning, if you have come in faith knowing that Jesus has died for your sins and been willing to humble yourselves and call out on him, the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life. 
And when you stand before the Holy Father and him having every reason to sentence you to a devil's hell, he will not be able to see your sin because just like in the Old Testament, when the blood was put over the door because the death angel was coming through and taking the first son, uh, firstborn, but the youngest. And so what they did, they said, but if you'll just take some blood and you'll just put it over the door, when the death angel come, it will pass by you. And ain't it good to know that when we stand before the Lord, really we deserve this death angel. We deserve hell. We, we don't deserve happiness. We don't deserve him to say, listen to me. Two things he can say. Well done, my good and my faithful servant. How in the world, Sister Sarah, is the Lord ever going to be able to say well done? How, how could it be? The only way it can be, not because you're good in any kind of way. The Bible says there's none good. It's just because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible. Please God, with a childlike faith, you come and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Lord, I'm ready for you to come into my heart. And you think, well, that's just words. Oh, yeah, that's just words, but it's words of faith. But if you're going to a church and they're not explaining to you what's going on, the Bible says, no, you're not that you've been bought. At that time, what he does, he uses that precious blood that he had to purchase every sin that you've ever committed. He uses that precious blood to pay your sin debt. So when you stand before the Lord, there will be no sin for him to look upon you and sentence you what you really uh, are due. Oh, man, I think about the other thing. I think about, yes, it's words. Can you get as far as to knowing that with words from the heart, when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus has been raised from the dead and knowing the reason why, because you needed your sin paid. Knowing that there's no doctors could fix you. They couldn't change your mind. There never could be a time that you would ever be to a place that you would be without sin. There never would be a time that in this flesh that you're wearing, that you're, you got, there wouldn't be a thought that come and pass your mind. Wouldn't be just a little bit of jealousy, just a little bit of something. Listen, no sin can enter heaven. Oh, but here come God. He come along and he paid our ultimate sin debt so we could go to heaven. And look, at if you can get in your mind how that can happen, you can say, you mean to tell me if I just pray, I'm telling you, if you'll be willing to believe that Jesus died for you, then you pray and mean it from your heart, God will save you. Not only he saved you, not only he applies the blood to you, but he puts his Holy Spirit in there. Oh, that's the problem we got. That's what we got a problem with. I preached here before that everybody wants to go to heaven, but don't nobody want to die. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody really wants to go to hell. If I had, had a church full here this morning, I'd say, well, how many wants to go to hell? I, I don't think nobody would raise their hand unless they've lost their mind. But if I said, how many wants to go to heaven? Everybody would raise their hand. Everybody wants to go to heaven. But that problem that we got that everybody knows, preacher, I ain't ready to pray that prayer. Because I know something is going to come inside of me. Something's going to be annoying me. And every time I want to cuss somebody out, I, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. And if you happen to do it, and I'm not going to tell you that you're going to be sinless, but what's going to happen is you're going to start sinning less than you used to. Now listen to me. Somebody had to say, and it wasn't mine, but praise God, it's like this. It's, I'm not the butterfly that God wants me to be. But I ain't the worm that I used to be. 
A lot of times somebody can look at you and say, well, you do wrong too. You, you get mad too. You do those things too. But you should have known me back then. There, there's something inside of us that constricts us. And if I had time, I'd go to preach them that one of these days, that's going to be gone. The Holy Spirit, you're not going to want to live in America. You're, you're not experiencing anything in America or in this country that we live in. Anything, this coronavirus, it's not in comparison to when all the saints of God has gone and God's come and got his children out here. Listen to me. All that you've done preparing. I know the people have been to Walmart to buy stuff. I, I know how they went and bought ammunition. They went and bought guns. They went and bought extra food. They put it up in freezers. They, they bought extra freezers and they prepared. And it reminds me of, of the time in the Bible where there was that rich man and he, and he fared sumptuously every day. And he said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not in no big issue right here. What I'm going to do, I'm just going to tear down all my barns. I got plenty of time and I'm just going to build bigger barns. And I'm going to say to my soul, soul, just eat, drink, and be merry. You got it made. All the preparation, that's what you need to do. All the preparation that you've done, all the plan that you've done. What are you going to do one day when you die, when your soul, the Bible said, what are you going to give in exchange for your soul? So the question was, when I think about these lepers, what was so bad about it? What was so bad about it? Jesus, only one could fix it. That's what makes it bad. That's what makes it bad for mankind. Are you like me when you go to putting things together? I had children at Christmas time, and, and, and uh, you know I, you go to putting that swing set together, or whatever it is, bicycle together, you, you think you know everything. I, I don't have to read the instructions, and that's the way people go about the Bible. I don't have to obey the Bible. I, I think I've got it. And, and it's been a lot of times I put it together, and I look over at it, and it ain't standing just right. It's got to lean about it. And so they've heard me say this at the church so many times. So what happens is, is you have to break it all back down. And somebody say, well, the only way to fix it is you just need to carry it all back down, and let's just put all the boats out where they go. Let's lay all the, and let's get out the instructions and let's follow the instructions. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that's what the Bible says. And the worst thing about this leprosy was to mankind was Jesus was the only one can fix it. Oh, the one who, who come to take away the sin of the world. The one who came as these People of leprosy had something due to their own sin, and, and we was the same way. The Bible says that our sin, Jalen, it said our sin stinks in the nostrils of God. Oh, can't you imagine somebody this morning, uh, if I can just say cowboy way, I'm almost going to push it right here. Someone say, well, I guess they think theirs don't stink. I know you're going to have to forgive me. For that. But I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says our sin, our sin, that little bit of jealousy, that little bit of pride, to think that you're a little bit better than somebody else. The Bible says, and I remember that uh, uh, it wasn't Home Alone. It was What About Bob or something. No, 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 Mr. Dad. What was that movie? And, and you know, he was left home. The man was. And I don't have time to uh, remember the title, but, but he had a clothespin. What is it? Yeah, he had a clothespin on his nose and he had a stick with the diaper and he was making sure that it was away from him. 
But nobody can stand before God. Remember, Jesus himself was hanging on a cross and, and he said, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? The reason why, because God couldn't look upon sin and Jesus took upon the sins of this world. He came into this world. He came this way. The lepers, the leprosy, the lepers, in bad a shape that they was, they wasn't really looking for God. You, you would think if you had leprosy, uh, if you had leprosy, you, you would think about you if you heard about him and that, that was the next thing. Uh, uh, maybe they, they, uh, they knew about this Jesus. They knew about him. And when, when, he, when he come up on the scene, he, he, uh, he, he, they, they cried out with a loud voice because it had been shed abroad about this Jesus. Now, it wasn't all good because you had the uh, uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees. And you had them, every time Jesus went to do some work, they was trying to make him out to be nothing, just like a lot of people would do the church. I'm talking to people about that. I, you know, uh, and a lot of times people, they, they, you know, they don't want to live for God. They don't want to trust God. But you let, their, you let one of their family members, you let a grandbaby get down sick. They're going to want the preacher to come and pray. Brother Eddie, is in any kind of way that you can pray? We, we need prayer. They, they say we don't have no hope. They know there ain't but one hope, and that hope is in Jesus. And so I want to tell you, when Jesus comes up on the scene and he came by, just like he came by that day that woman was at that well, he wasn't supposed to come that way. I believe with all my heart, church, I believe that, that he made him out of plan from the foundation of this world. He knew that he was going to go by that woman at that well. He knew that before this world ever started. He knew, uh, he knew on that day that he was maybe going to come through this place where these leprosies, le these men of leprosy were, these ten men of leprosy were. He knew that one day it was on his route before the foundation of the world ever, ever started. And I thank God that it's personal to me, uh, Sarah Beth, that he also knew at that Assembly of God church on that Tuesday night, he already knew from the beginning of time that he was going to come by my way. He knew that I was making excuses not to go to church, that I didn't want to be at that place because God was going to convict me of sin and God was going to give me an opportunity to be saved. But he knew, look here, I'm going to eat meat, Eddie Martin, at that altar, at that front row. I'm going to meet him. And I tell you what, from the beginning of time, he knew he was going to meet these men. And when he got here to these men, you know what? You try to get in the best church you got, and it don't make no difference if you're voting, if you're voting on a vacuum cleaner. Can we be unanimous? I mean, we got a rainbow vacuum cleaner. I mean, you people sell rainbow. I guess y'all will be glad for that. Electrolux. We got a Kenmore. All right, you find this side on which one you want. Can't we just be unanimous about it? Is it all? I remember going to a fire department meeting one time. Mr. J.C. Turner, Turner, he's a black friend of mine, gone on to be with the Lord now. I like the way he said it. He would say, all those in favor, raise your hand. And so people would raise their hand. Then he would say, all those that are contrary. <laughs> people didn't want to raise their hand saying they was contrary. But in a, in a way, because... Uh, even in this day with Jesus, you would think when somebody talks about you, you think Jesus said they hated me they, and they're going to hate you when you come. Well, Jesus was there. These lepers had heard about this Jesus. But see, every time he went and did something good, those Pharisees and Sadducees was talking 
about him and they was putting him down and they were saying, well, we don't even know where to believe that he, he is who he says he is anyway. You remember the, the, the little boy that was blind? No, he was older in years, really. And they was asking the mom and daddy, said, are you saying that this man healed you? He said, I'm not saying that he did or he didn't. He said, all I know is I was blind, now I can see. So with all the good talk that was about Jesus that they heard about, with all the lies from the Sadducees and the Pharisees that they had heard about, on this day, when you got leprosy, when you got no way that you're going to ever be cured, you think that you're going to never not be normal where you can even go go hug your grandbaby and maybe you're living 50 miles from them or 10 miles or 5 miles or 2 miles, but you can't even go over to the house. You can't even rock them. You can't even grab them by the hand and walk them through the grocery store. I'm going to tell you something. It'll change your mind. What we need to realize today, that we that are lost, we, we need to realize that, listen, we, we out there in a world of sin, we're separated from God. We can't get to God. We quarantine from God. All 10 on this day, because of their sin, they was all unanimous. 10, 10. Nobody was contrary. When Jesus drove up, there was nobody, nobody was pulling, said, whoa, 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 you're going to stay with me, me and you buddies. This, it wasn't three lagging behind. The Bible said they all went, and they all fell down before the Lord. That's the way we ought to be. We all ought to know that we hadn't been saved. We ought to know that, that we can't make it no other way. Our sin is nasty. When they come, if you'll notice that uh, what they said was, as they lifted their voice, they said, Jesus, Jesus, Master. Look at it right there in verse 13. Jesus. They called him by his name. Jesus. They, they, they weren't ashamed to call his name. Are you ashamed to call his name? Are you ashamed to call him Master? Are you ashamed to call him Lord? Or you're saying, he's my master. I, I don't always do what my master wants to do, but he's my master. He's the one that I want to be my master. I don't want the world being my master. I don't want Satan being my master. They called out. They said, Jesus. And they said, Master. They said, have mercy on us. I, I heard it say before that uh, it's kind of like the mouse that's in a trap. You, you, you get yourself in a jam and you don't want no cheese. You just want out of the trap. I've seen a lot of times, and I spoke to a couple of men about it this morning. Even another come to my door when I was just studying this morning in my truck. And I was telling that a lot of times when I go to pray for folks, they've got cancer, and there's no way. I say, can I just talk to you? Can I just talk to you before we pray? Can we pray a serious prayer? I mean, I believe everybody would agree with that, that, that when we pray, it needs to be a serious prayer. Y'all remember me telling you a story. Don't let me forget that point about that serious prayer. But you remember telling me a story about my friend, and he told me one time that he's doing everything he can to live for Jesus, except one thing. He said, except the cigarettes. That's the only thing he said that I've got that, that I need to get rid of. And I said, well, man, I'm the best at that. I'm, I'm the preacher man to help you with that. That's my, uh, how would you say, that's what I'm good at, expertise. And he said, oh, really? I said, oh, really? We were sitting in a restaurant. I said, well, let's get down and pray. And, and when we was getting out, his name is Jimmy. So some people will be listening this morning. Oh, Jimmy. When we was getting out to go down to pray, I said, Jimmy, let me tell you what we're finna pray. We're finna pray that, Lord, I'm so serious about wanting to quit these cigarettes. 
If I ever smoke another, just strike me dead. Oh, you ought to see Jimmy's jump up. No, no, never. He, a Greek guy. Never, never, never. He couldn't wait to get away. He was trying to get away from me. A serious prayer. Now, when these, when these people come to Jesus for relief, they, 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 they were just like, whether you can cure us or not, I don't know, but can you just have some mercy on us? Can you just, can you just, can you just help us where we don't have have some pain. Can you just help us maybe where maybe maybe a chance that we can just get a little bit closer to a loved one. Maybe we can drive by some. Can you just have some mercy? Would you just look down and have some mercy on us? They didn't really pray to Jesus because probably some things had clogged their mind. And as I think about lost people today, they, they would be like, I, I just hope he has mercy. He can't have mercy without you asking for forgiveness. You can't have mercy without you saying, Lord, I need to be cleansed from my sin. Lord, I, I need that one thing. And it ain't a church thing. It's not a baptism thing. It's not sitting in a church seat. Lord, I need that one thing that can't nobody else give me. Lord, I need to be born again. I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Lord, that's what I got to have. You don't need to come in a way that you can just pray, Lord, just make me feel better. Make me do a little better. No. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I feel good about this preaching this morning. It says, if anybody be in Christ, he's a new creature. I've never really heard it like I just said it before. See, can't nobody come and say, would you just make me 50% better? You know, I ain't got to be a completely different person. I think that's why Kaylee is, is you've come back. And a lot of people come back. Jalen, we've come back. Renee's come back. Uh, and, we, and maybe when we pray, Lord, I just, I just want to go to heaven, but I, I don't want the whole deal. I, just have some mercy on me. Just, you know, just, just, let me have, just let me think I'm doing good. Just like, no, it says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, no, if anyone comes to me, he, he, he's a new creature. How does it go? If any man be in Christ, be in Christ. That, that order, we ought to know what the rest is going to say. If any man be in Christ, meaning in Christ, when you stand before God, all they see is Christ's blood. All they see is Jesus has, has is your attorney saying he's mine and he can't see. If any man be in Christ, he says, no, I'm going to have to make you new. I'm going to have to redo the whole thing. Well, I, I kind of like when I look in the mirror, you know, my nose, I, I don't want no nose like some. My nose is kind of shaped right. I, I don't have no nose comes over and makes a little hook on it. What do you mean you're going to make me new? Okay? I, I like my size. Uh, what, am I going to be a little chubby? Am I going to be so bony and skinny? I mean, am I going to be real tall with very little, little legs, little short feet? Lord, I kind of like a lot about me. That's where we are when we come to be saved. Lord, I, I want some things. I want to go to heaven, but I, I don't really want a complete overhaul, Jah. I, I, I like getting the last word in. I, I, like being, I like everybody to think that I got it going on. And Jesus said, no. He said, I give grace to the humble, but I resist the proud. He said, only those that are ready to get down. And I want to tell you something. If I can stop right here just a minute. God's been so good to y'all out there just listen. To have the, he's been so good to you. I don't know why in the world you just wouldn't today, sometime today, if not now, you wouldn't just get, get, go to your closet, just get up right now and go to your closet. So, Lord, right now, just get away from whoever you're with. No matter if it was your wife or husband, won't you just 
You might want to just take this time. I'm, I'm going to get in the closet. And I, it'd be more important than you hearing the rest I got to say. And say, so, Lord, I, I want to be a new creature. Lord, you ain't got to leave nothing. You ain't got to leave nothing. Go, Lord, I want you to change me. But you know, I ain't never looked at that the way I just said it. If any man be in Christ, he, he's a new creature. Everything's going to be new. The way you walk. We got some old songs, you know. Uh, I, I don't walk. I just can't walk without Jesus. I just can't talk without Jesus. I, you know, after you get saved, you got a brand new way of talking. You got a new tongue. You got new things that you want to say. I better hurry up. I know I, I may be losing. Just give me this minute, I'll be through. They lifted their voices. They didn't ask for cure. They just wanted some relief. They, Jesus tells them, in verse 14, he says, go show yourself to the priest. Go show yourself to the priest. You know, there's a lot of folks. Now, this right here reminds me about Naaman. Remember? We're, we're uh, yeah, the guy with leprosy, you know, and, and, and was the Naaman that come by and he, and he told him, he said, you go dip yourself in the water. And you like, well, why have I got to go anywhere? You look here, these people could have said the same thing. Why don't you just heal us? Because the Bible said obedience is better than sacrifice. And so the Lord, he's got stipulations. He would say, if you'll confess with your mouth, if you'll not be ashamed, there's been a lot of people like, I want to get baptized, but can I, can I just come to church when it ain't nobody there? Uh, can I, I want to be prayed for, but, but I don't really be, want to be known with all. I, I don't want to do what the Bible says. I, I don't know why we do that. Now, now when I just said that, if y'all listen to me uh, you, and y'all the ones that, 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 that happened, it don't matter. That's just our flesh. You know what I can say? That today there's going to be things that I'm just not going to want to do God's way. I'm just not going to want to obey God. And God's going to have to chastise me for not doing it this way. But you know what? These men had got to a, port, to a place they didn't care. And they went. And when they went to that priest, you know what I think? I think it was just an inspection. He said, I want you to go to the priest because Jesus, man, I'm getting excited now. Jesus like, when I get through you 10 boys, I want y'all to have been gone to the priest. And I want the priest, I want y'all to say that I sent you there. And I want the priest to look at every one of you. And I want the priest to know, yes, they was absolutely people of leprosy. Man, I'd love for... Ten people come to the church house today and had some kind of bad disease. And Brother Eddie, we just come by. The Lord told us to come by. We got the worst cancer known to man. And the Lord told us we go. He told us just come by and show ourselves to you. And I would talk to every one of them. Where'd you go? Well, I was in Vanderbilt. They got. They said there's no hope. I was in Memphis. They say there was no hope. I was in Knoxville. They said there was no hope. I was in Alabama. They were saying there's no hope. Look at me, brother Eddie. My my colors changed. Look how pale I've got. Look how bad it is. And then when they healed, and when they came back to church, I could call them out and I could say, "Old Joe over here." I've got ones in my church now that the family said, "Oh, it's bad." It doesn't look any kind of way. They had not been rolled off. It was going to be over. But God healed them. Right here in the church we pastor, we've got men that come here and ladies come here that had no hope, that lost a hair, laying in the floor. One, the ambulance is coming, no life at all. We got to Ripley Hospital, my friend. I said, don't you think it's time? He said, I don't have nothing to offer. He thought he's finna die. Brother Eddie, why would God want to save me? I, I don't have nothing to offer no more. I'm dying. Look at me. That's all. He'll take you at the last minute. He died for you. 
Now, if we was in church today, that man would be sitting here, and that's been years ago. He could tell me, but that's probably been five years ago plus. Time goes by in a hurry. And so he sends them to the priest. That obedience thing. I want to ask you something in closing. Are you ready to obey God today? He's been good to you. The Bible said the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. I tell you what, I, I think you could look around as Houston starts an invitation. I, I believe every one of us could look around. I'm looking at all the seats that are represented. I know where you sit at. I look over here and I think about the youth sitting on these two rows. Rebecca and Ed, I can see you back there. Oh, and I could just go right on across. I know where people sit just about all the time. I could, I could go around. And I think if every one of us did an inventory, we'd say the Lord's been good. I, I believe, uh, Renee, if, if you was lost today, you, you would say, Lord, I got little Colin and Connor and my other grandchildren. Lord, you, you've been good to me. Why wouldn't I? And you, you, you're the one that blessed me with them to have all the fingers and the toes. You're the one that, that blessed me that, that I could run and play with them and we could do things together, not only at my home, my husband, and all church and, and work and uh, possessions and all we got. Lord, you've been good. You've been good to me. Why in the world would we even think that we could go on without Christ? Why, why would we ever want to put ourselves into a place that, that God said, I guess I'm going to have to tighten the boat down just a little bit more. I guess I'm going to have to do a little something. How do we know? Are you willing to obey God today? They had to obey. The lepers, the men of leopard had to obey. They had to obey Jesus. And they had to come his way. They had to come his way. They had to come his way. Jesus said, I'm the way. I think I'll go to church. If you sit in your house today, you say, well, I think I'm going to start going to church. That's a good plan. But going to church ain't going to get you to heaven. See, we don't, we don't do what we're doing to get to heaven. We come to church because we're on the way to heaven. Will you obey God today? Will you come His way? Are you willing? Will you be willing to have your sins forgiven? When I think about Ezekiel and you think about, Brother Eddie, you show preaching today. I, I thought about, you know, I'll try to give positive message in time, but it's time to start preaching again. Bible said that the fields out there are white to harvest, but the labor's a few. He said, I pray to the Lord that he send a harvest. Turn over and read in Ezekiel 33, Marvin, this morning. He said, I, I, I'm going to send a watchman. I think preachers, we need to be watchmen. We need to be telling folks that the bridge is out. Three things I'm just going to tell you and I'm going to close. Corona will not compare with the social distancing that it will be from heaven to hell. Corona won't be compared. The Bible said there's going to be a great cuff fixed. Social distancing. No murders. No liars. No non-worshippers, Renee. Nobody that won't praise the Lord. We're going to have social distancing. You know one of the things that ain't going to enter heaven that I like to preach? You know what? Unthankfulness. It's going to be social distancing between heaven and hell. Social distancing. Nobody there that ain't thankful saying, holy, 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 praise God. Everybody's going to be shouting, praising God and happy 
to see the loved ones. Nobody's going to be saying, I should have had more. I'm not treated right. Heaven's going to be that place where everything is absolutely perfect. And there's going to be social distance between people that want to hinder that. Where you can't stroll your kids, you can't be safe. You're walking in a mall and you think you got to have, where did they have? Oh, Lord, we thought we lost them. Somebody bad could have got them. There's going to be social distancing there. All the little babies, all the little babies is going to be there in glory. All the little children under the age of accountability is going to be there. All the people that had mental problems that couldn't have the mind to accept Christ it was all fixed for them. They were just like a child. They'll be in glory. Oh, but besides that, I want to tell you, brother and sister, if you don't know the Lord, if you've never been born again, let me tell you something. The name over the door can't carry you nowhere. The Bible said, unless a man be born again, he can't enter the kingdom of heaven. Listen to me. Leprosy, sin, that our sin that we had, just like those lepers couldn't, couldn't go around Sin will not be entered enter to heaven. There's no mask that you can put on. You see all the masks that have been made. The ladies are making masks for different things. What a wonderful ministry they got that they're giving people just in case, you know, it'll hold back the cough where it won't get on somebody else and spread that virus. And people are wearing it. Maybe they'll protect them a little bit. But I wonder about masks. I wonder, is that a mask we put on when we come to church? And a lot of people come to church, and the Bible said not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven, but we'll put on our Sunday best. We'll take the old boots off. We'll put some slippers on. We'll put us something on, and we just kind of mask it. We just got a mask on. We just got a mask on. I, I, I'm a Baptist. I'm non-denominational. I'm Pentecostal. I'm Church of Christ. I'm, I'm Lutheran. I'm whatever. We just got that mask on. No, there's going to come a day he's going to take that mask off. No mask, no mask, no mask, no religion, no church going, no amount of guns, no amount of money is going to help you. You'll go back to this day, Brother Eddie preached that you got to be born again, that you got to come to the Lord, but you didn't want to come that way. Lord, you just said, Lord, I just want to have some mercy. Let me tell you one difference. There was 10 lepers that was running. 10. The Lord's been good to this whole nation. The Bible says there ain't going to be but a remnant. Ain't going to be the few that find him. There's not going to be a but a few that's going to be saved in a way that can go to heaven and that will come back and say thank you. That one person came back. One person come back. One. One turned and ran and went back to Jesus. He said, Where, where's the other nine? I wonder what's really going to happen when Corona's over. I wonder how many people out there's lost. You'd be mad. I was number 299 to walk in Lowe's the other day. I thought, good Lord, Lowe's could have 299. But if I'd have had church this morning all through this county, they'd have said, you're so bad. You, you so sorry as a preacher. You got my family out there. You contaminating my family. Look here, you're on your way to hell, brother. You're on your way to hell. And you would talk about me for having church, but you'll go right on in Walmart. All the whiskey stores are still open. All the liquor stores are still open. 
Yeah, you say, but no, the restaurant is. But every time you go through a, a drive-in window, they paying you money. They just took Monday all the way around, two restaurants right up the road. The line was all the way out the road. They're giving money back and forth. You're reaching in a hand and getting money. You're touching the hand and you're touching all the money of all the people that come through. But you'd be the first one that you'd talk about a preacher man for opening the church for contaminating your family. But you ain't never thought about that sin you got. Let me tell you something, sin ain't going to get in heaven. You can't get rid of sin. The only way you're going to get rid of sin is you're going to have to come to Jesus, just like those lepers did. The last thing I want to share, Brother Jalen, last thing. A few people that's had lepers, had this coronavirus, they quarantine them, stay in the house. Well, you know what? In their house, they know the kids, they can hear them playing in the next room or two down. Maybe they staying upstairs, and the family staying downstairs, all the kids, everybody's waiting, but they can hear them. Oh, you can get on your phone if you got your phone and, and you got your FaceTime that you do and, and all the things that you can talk to them. But I want to tell you something, if you don't choose heaven, you wind up in hell, you'll be quarantined. You won't be quarantined with any hope. You'll be quarantined in hell. It's going to be out of darkness. You're not going, it ain't going to be like Hank Williams Jr. I'm whiskey bent and hellbound and all my ratted friends. Come on down. No, you'll be quarantined for the rest of your life in outer darkness in a bottomless pit, just falling in outer darkness, falling, quarantined all by yourself, all by yourself. Oh, brother and sister, don't do that. Trust God today. Lord, I thank you today. I thank you, Lord, we've able to come do it the way we did it. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we get the gospel out. We can do the best we can. God, it's my prayer today, Lord, as people would just close their eyes just for a moment. They would just bow their head just for a moment, even though they're in their house. Maybe some commotion. Do the best you can just to bow your head. Say, Lord, am I ready? What about my sin? Has it been covered by the blood of Jesus? Have I really trust you by faith that it can happen? Have I been bewitched? by some denomination that my blood cannot be sealed by the blood of Jesus? Have I been bewitched that, that I can't know whom I have believed in, as Paul said, and know that he's able to forgive me and cleanse me and keep me to the day of redemption? Oh, yes, you can. Call out on God today. Say, God, save me. Holy Spirit, come on in. Come on in. Change all of them. If you ain't no good in me, no way. And you know what he'll do? He'll go to work on you today. He'll go to work on you today. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I believe countless people out there done got saved today. I believe the Holy Spirit's working on them. Lord, if not today, they're going to hear someone else preaching. The Bible said the gospel won't return void about these ten leper men, how we applied it to our life. We love you and we thank you. Can't wait till we're together. Thank you for our church family. Thank you for all my friends that's out there listening. I tried to get text out this morning for you to listen. Holy Spirit said, I need to call you. Holy Spirit said, I need to text you. I spent a lot of time just texting people today. It wasn't for no reason. God's wanting to bless you. He's wanting you to be happy. And the only way you can be happy is in Jesus. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. And we give God all the glory and all the praise. Amen.